Hi Brickies, I'm Dominic, the last one standing with a kink for cannibalism. And I'm Kate, the resident phobia expert who also hears voices. And you're listening to Shit and Bricks. A podcast where we talk shit about stuff that scares us. Ripping a few laughs and survival tips along the way. As always, please subscribe, rate and review us. And don't forget to follow us on the socials at Shit and Bricks Podcast. Like the morning after a night on the curries and cans, here it comes. So drop your ducks, pop a squat and let's get into it. I will. I don't love it. You don't. And but that's. I'm trying to not trying to take away from your joy. I'm not trying to yuck your yum. As we love to say. <laughs> be what you want to be. I think it's just repetitive, and I just I'm not into it. Okay. Yeah. I watched this really great TikTok of this um, beautiful woman explaining how Rihanna is an amazing singer and mad props, but is she does the bare minimum. She just. <laughs> <laughs> Stand under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, Ella. <laughs> eh, eh, eh. Yeah. What could go next? Um, why don't we stand under the umbrella again? Yeah. <laughs> and they just went through every single song, and they're like, uh, she just does only she phones it a in. couple of things, and she's still iconic. But anyway, anyway, hi Kate, Dom, Kate, so good to be here. As I said, we're finally alone. <laughs> you shutting your door was quite the um, like it was very display. Romantic, wasn't it? it was, wasn't it? <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to close my door really quickly. Folks, she put her hair up in a ponytail. Oh, <laughs> she no. got the coconut. <laughs> Some coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting ready. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. I should put my hair up. There we go. I look like a, sh- a conch shell. <laughs> I look like thing one and thing two from Dr. Seuss. Yes. <laughs> Dominic, wow. Are we recording? Yes. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> People listening are like, um, do they know that we're here too? Um, I don't know what today's s- story is, and I'm very, I've am very. i already started with the stutters. That's a strong start. Lucky I'm not doing this story today. No, it's my turn. But right. How are you? Are you well? I'm good. I'm, yeah, I'm really glad we had a long weekend because – by golly. God, same. Work oh. is intense. <laughs> Just, I need the holidays. Yeah. Mm. I would, I would love a holiday. <laughs> yeah. I've only, I just had my 60 day check-in at my new job and I'm like, it feels like 60 years. Yeah. And my <laughs> boss is like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. At least they're supportive. Yeah, they're very supportive, and I think we've just got that, like, oh, shit, look on our faces of, like, "Uh uh-oh, we're we're burning the candle. Like, no, we're (laughs) we're flamethrowing the candle. (laughs) Anyway. But um, what I would like to know is whether or not we have any... House, 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 keepers. We sure do, Kate. Excellent. (laughs) It's the stock standard usual, folks. Please go check us out on all the social channels at shitten.bricks.podcast because we're funny. Yes, please do. (laughs) I want to have a quick – I'm going to have a quick shout-out. I had a good chat with Amy today. Amy's one of our longest fans. She's one of our brickies. She's a legend. Yeah. Just having a chat to her. 
today and she's just a treat. She's so, hi, so sweet, Amy. She's the sweetest. I can't wait to go and meet her. Like I know, in Minnesota. <laughs> eh? <laughs> oh, gee. She was telling me, I mean, I know when I go there, I'm going to ask her to take me out for a, um, a Bloody Mary. She was saying about how they have like the sidecars that have like a full meal because I posted <sighs> a video about Happiness is finding two olives in your martini when you're hungry. <laughs> and she was explaining about these sidecars with like a full chicken and like wings and all this. It's like a, I just ordered a drink, not a proper sit down, but okay. Yeah, portion control, not something yeah, like, uh, the state so is known for. Exactly. <laughs> well, as be be like Amy. That's the the best. You know what would Amy do? She would go yes. check out our socials. So you should too. You should please do. Yeah, and love to hear from you. Exactly. And and as Amy is, she's also one of our brickies, yes. long-standing brickie. And each week we give you an extra bonus episode that only you get to listen to if you sign up for just a couple of bucks. Exactly. Get on it. And in this, there like swimwear. Oh yeah, and this week's. Bonus episode is terrifying. Excellent. Like I cannot wait. Shit inducing. Oh, yes. Actually, I did try a hot sauce on the weekend called Shit the Bed. Delicious. <laughs> Didn't shit the bed. Us. Oh. They should, but it was very, very good. Oh, love the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted because I just found some bubbles on my desk. Oh, it's, they look old. <laughs> See if they keep. Bubbling away. Oh, no, it's a bit thick. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> they don't work. i got to put them in the bin. Okay. And oh, okay. Yes. We also have um, our BooPod Network uh, podcast feature this week is none other than Spilling the Crime. And as you know, I have a soft spot for Umberto and Jonas because you do. they're gorgeous and they're of the family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they do, like, big name, big story, big feature stories each week. Um, and they're from Portugal, I believe. Portugal. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've oh. got that right. Yep. But, um, yeah, anyway, they're our feature podcast, and here is their, uh, not video. Promo. Because we're, yeah. Promo. Promo. They're promo. <laughs> Ba-ba-da-boop. Hey guys, and welcome to Spilling the Crime, a true crime podcast hosted by me, Umberto Mello, and me, Jonas Grancha. Join us in this big adventure where we will be talking about crimes with a tipsy twist. How this crime happens, I want to know what the fuck is the unwrapped chocolate. Her name is Sharma Melgenlings. Magma, Magmar? Magmar Meningitis? What? Where's the dick, Lorena? Where is the dick? Oh, what is this? Are those your enemies? <laughs> are they after me too? <laughs> Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> and then he masturbated on the carpet. <laughs> Dangerous I mean, yeah, questions. No, was, yeah, yeah. Why? We did not agree with this. <laughs> Carol said that. Don't copyright. Oh, what? Don't copyright us. Don't copyright us. Yes, please don't block us. So grab your glass, because this feeling is about to begin. Okay. okay, okay. We yes. are a minute. Over. Shall we get stuck into it? Oh, please. Yeah? 
Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's, let's do get it. stuck in like a rest pig on Christmas Day. <laughs> Crackle, snap, pop. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you got a turducken handy like last week? <laughs> yes. Um, just to our listeners as well, I'm not drinking this week. Okay. So yeah. I might not be as... Interesting. <laughs> I am drinking. <laughs> wow. School holidays is coming. I'm burning the candle. We're flamethrowing all the candles. Do it Dom, for me, Kate, because, uh, yeah, I'm up to a I know, month you're being so healthy. No Good drinking you. and no vaping. Well done. I'll take a... I'll take a Never mind. Please continue. <laughs> okay. So this week's episode, as our listeners already know, because they clicked on it, and Kate, you're finding out. You're the last I'm one. I'm finding out right now. <laughs> I decided to be inspired big time by pop culture, and I am doing a story. And it's not quite a story. It's actually a set of interviews and articles based on the most recent TV show, Cult Following. Of The Last of Us. Ooh! And we're going to really unpack the science and the reality of zombie fungus. I love this. <laughs> Please give me the lowdown on zombie fungus. <laughs> I hope you're prepared because it's icky and I'm it so scares excited. the shit out of me. Great, let's go. But it's also like a, a personal favorite uh, obsession of mine is I genuinely. Part of me hopes that there is a zombie apocalypse one day because I'm ready. <laughs> You're ready. I'm you are. You were born ready. I'm you so ready. Born ready. I have got my plan of attack and strategy. No joke. I love it. Okay. So anyway, separate episode. <laughs> yeah. Hit me. Hit me with the fungus, the zombie fungs. Okay. Now the scariest shows and movies are often the ones rooted in reality. Isn't that right, Kate? Correct. They're often about psychopathic killers. Late night home invasions. Travelling back in time done. in a DeLorean. Yeah. Oh, scary. Whoa. Or AI robot dolls. Yeah. Like tick, 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 tick. But there's also zombie apocalypses and they usually don't count in that, you know, uh, list. list of like yep. based in reality, right? Because we just yep. immediately think oh, zombies aren't real. Yeah. But what if but... they are? <gasps> So, as I mentioned, there is a new show on HBO called The Last of Us, and it presents a compelling case that perhaps there's such a thing as a realistic zombie. Okay. Or realistic-ish. Yeah. But it's definitely scary nonetheless. Well, if things, and we've done a lot of stuff on the mind. We sure have, brain. Things poison your mind. They can make weird things happen. So who's to say? There is such a thread through all of our episodes. I love I know, how I they love just follow it. I like how through. our brains work. Yeah. And in my opinion, I think this is the most convincing argument or case for zombies actually happening. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Let's go. Okay. So the premise of the show, which is based on the popular video game of the same name, mm-hmm. isn't that different from your typical post-apocalyptic horror story? You know, there's... U.S. cities, they're crumbling, there are rabid animals, I mean animals, humans everywhere, Mm -hmm. and there's a pair of unlikely heroes who team up as they travel across the country. The zombies, however, are truly inspired. More specifically, they are inspired by nature, by real zombies that live on Earth today. What? Yeah. 
Tell me about the zombies. Zombies are real, Kate. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Now, in the show, it's not a virus that turns people into brainless automatons. Yeah. You know, the whole, it's like rabies, that kind of yeah. storyline. Yeah, it's always being bitten by something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's a kind of fungus called cordyceps. 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 Okay. C-O-R-D-Y-C-E-P-S. Cordyceps. Cordyceps. Yeah. Okay. Now, the fungus takes over their minds and bodies and makes them want to spread the fungus to the uninfected, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Hence the zombie-ish kind of behaviour. Yes. Now, the thing is, Kate, cordyceps are actually 100% real. Too legit this, to quit. Yeah. This is no joke based on reality. Science. Yeah. Science. Remember? Science. Very science It's so science <laughs> Now, in tropical, subtropical, and even temperate forests around the world, and that, by the way, is most places, Yeah, <laughs> there are many species of fungus in the genus cordyceps or orphiocordyceps. Mm. They infect insects like ants and other invertebrate. Oh, Dom. Is this just... a bell? Yes, because I've just... Oh, hang on. No, I'm thinking about it too much. My whole, all my entire body of skin is crawling. Yes. Okay. 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 I know. Oh God. Okay. Go. Are you going to tell me more about it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And these insects or invertebrates, they do essentially turn into zombies. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I remember seeing pictures like, my hands are tingling. Tingling, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck me. I hate it. <laughs> now, the fungi take over their minds and their bodies, causing them to behave in such a way as to spread spores to others of their kind. Oh, I don't like words like fungus and spores. It just, okay. Now, <laughs> Kate's being triggered, and I'm some triggered. of you may be triggered from this because this was popularised. In 2006, which is it's actually a while ago, That's but so I remember it. Yeah. But it, it appeared on the show Planet Earth. Right. Remember, good old mate? David. David. Yeah. David. Oh, David. <laughs> I do. Now we're David supposed to, Attenborough. Yeah, we, we don't mind things that he says, but even no. this, like he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't handle this. it. He couldn't. He couldn't. <laughs> He couldn't, he could not sugarcoat this pile of turd. This, no. he, he struggled. So in 2000, 2006 on the planet, planet show Earth, planet oh, Earth show. Planet shit. Planet shit. Yeah. <laughs> it captured an orphiocordyceps parasitizing a bullet ant. Oh. And it was in that particular clip where the fungus caused the ant to climb up a branch before killing it and sprouting a spore-producing mushroom from the ant's head. Okay. Please check out our I've discovered my newest freaking phobia. This is actually causing me like physical... Oh, my appendages are tingling (laughs) and not in a good way. Like they are making, it's making like my muscles tense up in my knees and it's making me want to shake out my hands like some sort of tick. Okay. Now, it's so impressive because that particular clip from that show actually inspired 
the game creator because this TV show is yeah. based off of is it, the is video it based game, on the game. All because of that clip that inspired the game's creator, Neil Druckmann. So I'm not going to tell the story of how he developed the game and did it. Yeah. It's really okay. kind thanks, of cool. Thanks, that Neil. This all sort of started from a little clip on planet Earth. So oh. this fungus is real and it can turn bugs into zombies. That's pretty rad, but does it pose a threat to us, Kate? Please tell me that it doesn't. I swear to fucking God, I'll just jettison myself into the ocean. <laughs> you will have to stick oh. around to find out. Oh. Now, a comforting fact is that people have been eating cordyceps for centuries now without okay. turning rabbit. It's I did a- have some mushrooms in my dinner just before. Oh, nice. Am I going to be okay? You'll be okay. Okay. Now, cordyceps are actually a traditional Chinese medicine. They're used to treat kidney disease and other ailments. Mm. And even wellness brands are now marketing cordyceps. They- Is that popular right now, seeing as people have just watched? <laughs> <laughs> Had a bit of a hit to their sales. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Now, interestingly <laughs> enough, they may even have the following properties. They may be an anti-tumor anti-diabetic, anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. antimicrobial, which means it destroys or stops microbes from growing. Okay. That's a positive. Yep. It inhibits platelet aggregation. So, you know, causing uh, unnecessary clots in the, in the blood system. Oh, that's good. Hi, it's hypolipidemic, which means it reduces the concentrations of lipids or fatty substances in the blood. Mm. It can be an analgesic, which means pain relieving, and it can be an immunomodulatory, which means they modulate the immune system. Dominic, can I just say, I'm so thoroughly impressed with your reading of all of those science words. Last week, I just neglected to say them because <laughs> I could not. I just said science. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's science. Thank you. It's science. It's science. Science, 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 and blah, blah, yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah. Okay. So other so they've got really positive benefits. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And yeah. researchers have also suggested that cordycepin may have the potential to treat a range of conditions, including osteoporosis, arthritis, cardiovascular diseases, diabetes, malaria, diabetes, diabetes, diabetes. You know. Then yeah. they're all not good These things. These are all good things. No, they're not good things, but <laughs> this treating those things is a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, question. Can I, little asterisk, sidebar, <laughs> note, may, can I have you in my chambers for a moment, please, counsellor? When it says that it can treat these things, yes. is it because it just takes control of the host's body <laughs> and then they, the host doesn't need to worry about them anymore. So it's technically treating them, but they've actually turned into a zomb. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. Just clarifying. All right, please, we'll return back out That's to a... the courthouse. But, counsellor, please behave yourself. I don't want to have to bring you in here again. It's interesting. Like in all those theoretical zombie movies, it's like you don't see a zombie dying from cancer or dying from diabetes. <laughs> I think their priority list has changed a little bit. They're like, should I go and get a skin check for this little mole on my forehead? Brains. I think it's, yeah. It's an interesting point that you bring up though, Kate, because there is a very clear distinction between the zombies that we're used to seeing in pop culture versus these particular zombies. Yeah. Like Plant Zombie, is that the game, the computer game? Mm -hmm. Plant Zombie, that's a good game. I like that one. So bear with me on that. Put a pin in it. Okay. Okay, but 
Sounds all good, but to be sure, which, you know, because being really sure about the end of the world and a zombie apocalypse. As my Irish heritage suggests, to be sure, to be sure. To be sure. I did find a couple articles and interviews with the experts, because we're not. <laughs> what? Yes. Hang on. What do you mean? <laughs> Don't take the my... fact that I just asked a question about whether or not things can be beneficial health-wise or whether people are just being taken over as zombies. That's not me being an expert. Hey. You know, wild. wild things have happened. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> so I have one expert named Carissa DeBecker. She's a mycologist who researches ophiocordyceps. Mm-hmm. And she's a professor of biology at the Utrecht University in the Netherlands. And Carissa has not seen the show, but she is familiar with the game. So okay. you know, she cool. gets So she's got a bit of con- context she around gets it. This. Uh-huh. So I'm going to switch my you know manner of speaking and reading and so on because this is an Ooh. interview. Please put on a voice. I'm not putting on a voice. Okay. <laughs> I can't put on a Dutch voice. A Dutch voice. It's like a Goldfinger yeah. from no Goldmember Austin Powers. I love gold. I love gold. <laughs> oh that's that's a good piece. That's a good piece. Could you imagine the next 30 minutes? Oh, God. Yeah, people would be turning off immediately. Stick around, folks. He's not going to do it. I won't. All right. This is the interview with mycologist Carissa DeBecker. Welcome, Carissa. Okay. Question To be clear, the fungus in the show, The Last of Us, is real, right? Carissa, yes, cordyceps and orphiocordyceps fungi are real and they infect insects only in the wild. There are many different species out there, though. How many? How many? Researchers have described at least 30 orphiocordyceps species that parasitize ants, but we know there are many more because every ant species that gets infected has its own specialised orphiocordyceps species. Oh. So it's like a fingerprint. They've got to match them up. Yeah. For it to work. Okay. There are also ophiocordyceps and cordyceps fungi that infect other insects like wasps and flies. (laughs) (laughs) It just made me think of a wasp one. Fuck. Fuck. Oh. Oh, it's just, I can't. It's really quite visceral when I think of it. (laughs) It really is. Okay, please continue. I'm sorry. Now, we also see this go beyond insects into arthropods like spiders. Cool. Love that. Combine (laughs) them both, why don't you? I'm a fucking arachnophobe and just put some fungus in it, make it crawl around and be fucking bland dead. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I do not like this story. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. This is, can I just tell you that I have never, ever reacted to any of our stories like this. Talk to me about (laughs) murders and rapes and dungeons and prisons and anxieties and brains and all that sort of stuff. This has genuinely got me. I physically cannot stand this. (laughs) Please continue. Okay. Now, we also see this go beyond insects to arthropods like spiders. Then there's a whole other group of fungi in the order of Entomothoprales. Entomothrales. Entomothrales. Correct. 
that does manipulation as well. And these species don't look anything like Ophiocordyceps. No. Why would they? They want to hide. <laughs> Perfect. Never going into the forest again. Now this, right. now, this manipulation has evolved multiple times across the fungi kingdom, and Good. the biodiversity of these fungi is probably really high. We just haven't discovered them all yet. Cool. Okay, so question. How do these fungi manipulate their hosts in the wild? <laughs> I really don't like this story. Okay, how do they do it, Dom? Please tell me. <laughs> So what we see specifically with ants is that they pick up spores, which are kind of like seeds for fungus. Mm. When they go out into, you know, they go out into the forest to forage for food. Now the spore infects the ant and fungal cells start growing inside its body. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care for it. Just your ears. <laughs> I know. I know. I could, I mean, as simple as me just taking out my headphone and I won't have to listen to this, but I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Now, in the beginning, the ant might act completely normal. Oh, lull you into a false sense of security. But eventually it stops participating in the foraging efforts of the colony. <laughs> Bill, gee, Bill's been <laughs> acting weird lately. He hasn't foraged once this week. Is, it, is he all right? Standing around, being does, lazy. He's just, he just keeps headbutting that tree over there. Bill, <laughs> Bill, Dal, we're going foraging. You coming? oh shit bill's been infected (laughs) don't go near him don't go near him he's a fun guy now as a result of yeah sorry so not only does it stop foraging oh god it stops communicating well with its nest mates so goes a bit mute goes a bit cuckoo and then this ant starts to become hyperactive and no longer has the same daily rhythms of other ants. <laughs> Bill, why are you doing laps, doll? Why are you la- why are you doing lap Bill? Has anyone really can anyone get through to him? It's to- like talking to a brick wall. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm, just I'm just imagining this ant and it's got fucked up eyeballs. It's just fucking shit growing out of its orify and it's just clocking laps around the forest, not foraging, not lifting its weight. Everyone else is doing all the fucking work and Bill's just lost the absolute plot. Yep. Goodness me. Now, the ant's now very hyperactive. Mm-hmm. And most carpenter ants, for example, forage during nighttime, but the infected ant basically becomes active all the time. Oh, wow. How exhausting. At one point, the infected ant wanders off from the colony to find a spot in the forest to climb and bite, usually down on a twig or vine. This is where the fungus will complete, will quickly start to consume everything inside, which kills the host. <laughs> Now, oh. The fungus uses that energy to sprout a stalk Ugh. with a fruiting body, which is called the mushroom, <laughs> if you will, which has <laughs> spores that fly out and infect more ants. <laughs> okay, it's, she's not going to be able to eat mushroom. <laughs> I, I hate, I 
hate that we have discovered on air my like number one most oh this is I think like my top thing that I just cannot (laughs) I wish I was taking the piss I wish I was doing this just to be I don't know entertaining I cannot with this it is too much for me Okay, Do and then I, you know what's going to happen. No, you know what's going to happen is after this I'm going to watch a fucking video about it because I'll need to Don't. see it. And I, Don't, <laughs> Kate. I'm going to sh- shit myself and piss myself all at once <laughs> watching this goddamn mushroom grow out of Bill's head and then infect all the other people so that all of a sudden they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, where is, where's Natalie and, and Sion? His Sion's over here. He's bloody running laps as well. A whole colony. Okay. Please continue. Deep I'm breaths, fine. Kate. I'm fine. <laughs> I might need to go and get another glass of wine. <laughs> oh. Now, by climbing higher up in the forest, the ant basically helps the fungus spread its spores. Perfect. The specific spot it chooses to climb may actually help with the development of the fungus. This whole process could take days or weeks or even months. And what you often see in zombie movies or The Last of Us, for instance, things happen a lot quicker, mm-hmm. you know. But in nature, Maybe. the reality is things take some time to actually happen. So it's not instantaneous like we might see yep. in pop culture. <clears throat> okay, question. Are orphiocordyceps actually controlling the minds of ants? So, That's what I would like to. It was actually going to be my question. I'm like, does the ant know it's climbing, or is the, you know, is the mushroom just being the puppeteer? Okay. Now we think, Carissa thinks this fungus, mm-hmm. or the scientific community thinks this fungus is secreting certain chemicals that can bind to or interact with receptors, or other sorts of proteins that are related to the nervous system, and normally give rise to different behaviors. So it's just like chemically altering your brain pretty much yeah okay for instance these could be receptors that normally would bind to dopamine or serotonin that might then elicit a certain type of behavior Mm -hmm. so but she does clarify we're still very much in the process of trying to figure all that out it's not like you know you can just whiz open an ant's brain and figure (laughs) chuck some electrodes on it and put it through an mri scanner yeah kind of small (laughs) a little tiny little baby mri so, you know, to, to yeah. dispel some of the fear, they certainly, okay. they, you know, scientists certainly don't think that it's just, you know, something chomping mm. away mm. at their brain okay. or whatever. Understood. To, it's not as maybe as graphic or as. Okay. It's just mess, messing with the pathways. Yeah. Understood. So would we actually call these infected host zombies? Is that scientifically accurate? Carissa says, if you compare it to one-to-one with zombies from pop culture, it's completely, it's not completely accurate. These insects are very much alive, whereas in fictional movies, zombies are often the undead. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Big difference, going back to your point earlier, Kate, like, you know. These ants are infected with orthocordyceps are not dead and they're just walking around. Like, it's like having an infection. Yeah, yeah. It just gets worse over time and then you climb a tree and spout a mushroom out of your head. No sweat. Exactly. (laughs) So what makes real-life hosts similar to fictional zombies is that they are behaving in such a way as to benefit the parasite, not the host. So that's that's why we compare it or link it back to zombies. So their behaviour is working in the 
in the nature of what's needed for the parasite to replicate. <clears throat> yep. Question, is there any reason to believe that a fungus like this can infect a human body and turn us into zombies? Pretty yes. much the question Kate really Please needs to ask know. me. <laughs> Please answer me this. So Carissa says, the very short answer is absolutely not. Okay. Everything in the human body is so different from the insects that these fungi normally infect. Again, like it's not like just ripping open an ant's head and looking at a brain. Like they have mm. totally different physiology to us and our nervous tissue, even our body temperature, it's all just so vastly different. Good. So even if the fungi were somehow able to cause a small infection in us, the machinery that is needed for the fungus to do such a precise manipulation is simply not there. Okay. These fungi evolved strategies to manipulate specific insect hosts over millions and millions of years. Like this is as far as it's gotten over millions of years, Kate. It's only managed right. to just do 30 species of ants. So 30 far. species of ants. Okay, so I've got time. We're pr- <laughs> You'll be dead be okay. long before. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, so they're not, it's not like a generalist thing. It's not like yeah. a flu or something that just goes and can cause There's havoc. specific mushies for specific ants and it's taken millions of years. Yeah. Okay, that does give me some comfort. Comfort, yeah. Now, each species only knows how to deal with one particular insect. So we don't see the fungi specialists just jumping from one ant species to another, let alone from an ant species to another insect species. Spreading from ant to human is just like, I can't even go from That's a few too many steps in in the evolutionary process. Absolutely. Okay, great. Okay, so in the show question, a fictional epi... Epidemiologist, 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 epidemiologist. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm doing so well with you. Were doing before. so well because now you call me out, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I threw you off. I know. <laughs> now this epidemiologist suggests that climate change could make harmful fungi more tolerant to warmer temperatures. Okay. As a result, they could more readily jump to warm-blooded animals or species, which is like us right. humans. Is that a concern? So a really cool question. Yeah. Carissa says that actually is a legitimate concern. And medical mycologists have about, you know, harmful fungi mm-hmm. um, called Candida auris, not cordyceps, though that's not my expertise. She says that that is a concern for other types of fungi. Right. Um, she says most fungal infections are skin infections or if, say, you're an immunocompromised patient, certain spores that normally are be, uh, benign might settle in your lungs and cause a problem. So right. that's already happening today, Kate. So I'm thinking <clears throat> that these mushies getting used to warmer temperatures, getting used to warm-blooded creatures, so there is the possibility of a koala having <laughs> this sort of effect or a possum and them climbing up a tree and then mushy sprouting out of their eyeballs. Is that what you're trying to say to me? <laughs> no, not quite yet. Okay. <laughs> but it's a step, you know, one of the a blockers. A step in the wrong direction in my yes. opinion. <laughs> yes, Kate. So what are the numerous reasons why something might struggle to find its way to humans is temperature. That's okay. one of lots and lots of things stopping it. Okay. So it's just flagging that, you know, rising temperatures 
does encourage things to learn how to survive in warmer temperatures. So, uh-huh. so there has been some experimentation that shows that fungi could perhaps adapt to higher temperatures as they adapt to a warming world. Mm-hmm. You can imagine that if their optimal temperature comes closer to our body temperature, fungal infections could become more of a problem. So maybe not zombie ones, but the you know already fungal infection world that we deal with, Kate. Yes could increase <laughs> athlete's foot yeah there you go rush yes um that's all i've got okay question in the show the fungus spreads through bites not spores sorry bites i definitely without a shadow of a doubt and if you rewind this 15 <laughs> seconds thought that you said butts <laughs> b-u-t-t-s butts <laughs> It travels through butts. And I was about to say, I've not played the game. I own it. I've not played it. And I've not seen the show. But please do explain how it is transferred through butts. Butts. I have butts on the mind usually. (laughs) So. Bites. bites. So in the show, the fungus spreads not through spores, like we've just Mm -hmm. done the science. It spreads Mm -hmm. through people being bitten by someone that's infected infected. so that's not how it would actually work if these fungi infected zombies were real right yeah yeah so Carissa says if you play the game you'll see that spores do play a role in spreading infection but no the fungus wouldn't spread through biting Mm -hmm. generally across the fungal kingdom going from one spot to another or form or from one host to another is done by spores I would like to go to the fungal kingdom. <laughs> sounds <fun>. Really, Kate? <laughs> Is this like Disneyland? <laughs> Your response so far has not. No, I do not want to go there. I do not want to go there. Okay, so this interviewer then asks another question and says, I'm a big fan of fungi. They decompose plants. They can be psychedelic. They're also delicious. Is it unfair that cordyceps are the villain in the show? And Carissa says, it's great that finally fungi are hip and happening. So good. We've been waiting for so long. Can I say, the amount of bad press and the the lack of PR that the fungi community have had recently is an atrocity. And I really am so pleased they're finally in the limelight like they should be. And I'm also thrilled that Carissa would be genuinely stoked because this is her life's work. It is. <laughs> So as she says, she's like, I hope to show Sparks some interest in fungi in general because they're yes. incredibly fascinating organisms. And you should, like, we've talked that, about I the mean, health benefits. I, yes, yeah. And the, yeah. like, the intelligence and, like, think of Avatar and they talk talk yes. about how the world's all connected through one organism. That's a fun, fungi. Yeah, yeah. So they're more important than people think, Carissa says. They are very much the villain in the show and that's generally how we see parasites because they make us sick. But in nature, they're actually super important and just as important as all the other organisms. They keep everything in check. If ants, for instance, weren't pestered by certain parasites, not just ophiocordyceps, but anything else that makes them sick, then their numbers might get out of control. Yeah. There's a reason why these specifically, yeah, target ants. It's a check. You might get an overpopulation of a certain species and taking out a parasite like this fungus might be like taking out a predator from the ecosystem and that could cause biodiversity to decline. Mm -hmm. So, Kate, it's actually a good thing that our ant 
populations are being kept in check. Okay. Just in a rather disgusting um, and just, yeah morbid violent. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so final question for Carissa. I'm afraid to ask, but how common are fungi in general? Carissa says, not to scare you, but in every oh. breath of air you take, there will be fungal spores. Most of them are not harmful to us. Most spores you are inhaling right now are benign or fungi that don't know how to deal with our body. So you'll never even notice them, but they are everywhere. <laughs> Folks, KK's broken. <laughs> I just spent way too much time concentrating on how many breaths I just took. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Your Can brain. you just read that last little bit for me again, please? Not to scare you, but in every breath of air you take, there will be fungal spores. Most of them are not harmful to us. Most spores you're inhaling right now are benign or fungi that don't even know how to deal with that body. So you'll never even notice them, but they are everywhere. Okay. <laughs> I'll accept that, I suppose. Well, I'm not happy about it, but I'll accept it. You have survived okay? quite a while, Kate. Yes, I have, but now I'm going to be thinking about it every time I take a deep breath. I'm going to be like, oh, how many spores was that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got another interview, a little bit shorter. Okay. <clears throat> and we're going to wrap that up really quickly with some sciencey facts, okay? Science. Okay. This is an interview with Brian Dettinger. He's a biology professor at the University of Utah and curator of mycology at the Natural History Museum of Utah. And he recently told NPR that the fungus is one of the best known and probably most commonly encountered kinds of organisms with this mind control capability. And he said that scientists aren't entirely sure how cordyceps are able to have the effect that it does on insects, although they, there are theories. So let's pack, unpack that a little. Mm-hmm. There seems to be some combination of physical manipulation of muscle fibers, for example, possibly growth into the brain itself that can impact its behavior. But there's also very likely some sort of chemical attack on, on the host, either small molecules or proteins or some other things that end up manipulating brain behavior, which we talked about. Yep. Dedinger, who is also a fan of the TV show The Last of Us, said that there are some major differences between how the fungus is portrayed in the show and in real life. Cordyceps do not typically infect other hosts through the mouth. For example, they're infected through a network. Mm -hmm. And perhaps the most important, fungus cannot infect humans. As he says, our body temperatures are high enough that most organisms, their proteins would denature and at the at that temperature and so they can't survive in our bodies. Okay. So they so die. Good. <clears throat> but he says there are species of fungus that are able to withstand higher temperatures and can therefore mm. infect humans. Great. He says as well, climate change is equipping certain fungi with the capacity to withstand higher temperatures. And it's possible that a fungus with similar mind control capabilities could at some point be able to withstand a human's body temperature, but it is highly unlikely and okay. a long time away. Okay. okay. Cool. <laughs> he does let us know, though, that, them, that that may be one reason why we're seeing more fungal infections in human beings to date 
none of them are cordyceps, by the way, mm-hmm. could be attributed to climate change. So there is scientifically data to suggest that there is a rise in fungal infections amongst humans. Good. Mm. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> I'm not happy about it, okay? I'll be perfectly frank with you. I'm not happy about it. So he does finish by saying, however, maybe that will happen in the future, but at the moment that's not a possibility. Okay, thanks. And as Dettinger, there are already species of fungus that alter a human's mental processing. So, Kate, it's already happened and it's okay. So there's such fungal, we call it, they're not, I wouldn't say it's an infection. Yes. But there is magic mushrooms such as psilocybin, otherwise known as magic mushrooms. Meanwhile, other kinds of fungi are already ubiquitous in human life. Take yeast, for example, which is found in breast and in the human gut. So it is. We're already infected and infected and affected by by fungi. Fungi. Yeah. Great. Now, while the prospect of fungus being able to manipulate human behaviour isn't impossible, it's not likely, according to Dettinger. The traits the fungus have that allow them to attack an insect host are very specific to that insect and it's not easily transferable to another species. It's unlikely that they would be able to hop from, say, an ant to a human because we're so different. Yeah, we I like just that. Wanted to. Yep. Re-establish. Multiple sources. Multiple sources. Okay. Now, I'm wondering. I think I'm going to save my last article and for our brickies and story for our brickies. Yes, let's do it. And it's not for the faint of heart. Okay. okay. Wait. I'm faint of heart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm scared oh, no. to tell you, Kate, but. Okay. All right. I want to be involved. I'm going to finish it there. We're going to have a slightly shorter episode this week, folks, which is probably like not a bad thing anyway. So. Yeah. Go out and buy some magic mushrooms and listen to the Patreon episode. <laughs> we don't actually endorse buying of illegal substances. No, we don't. But if I went away on the weekend um, up to country, Victoria, and the person I was with, um, her partner is quite adept at um, flora and found some just on the side of the road and brought them home and was like, these are magic mushrooms. And I said, how would you possibly know that? And he was like, look, this is blue here. I guarantee they're magic mushrooms. And I was like, what? Just growing on the side of the road? And, uh, yeah, so he took them home and I think he was going to give them to a friend. (laughs) Good for him. I'm not that friend, folks. (laughs) No, you're not. Dom, thank you so much for sharing that story. I've never felt more uncomfortable in my life. So I really appreciate you doing that for me and I will have to um, block our socials for the next week and then I'll rejoin after that because I will feel physically sick, no doubt. But I cannot wait for this next part for the Patreons, the patrons, the brickies. Join up. It's only $5. Get your stingy hands in your pockets and get out a $5 note and email it to us and we'll give you access. <laughs> it's That's how it works. It's folks. that simple. That's how the internet works, guys. Catch on. It's the World Wide Web. Hello. Yeah. And thank you, Kate, for persevering. And thank you, folks. I hope you're not no feeling problems. too icky. And if, you are, if you're seriously interested, I do have – there is – 
very recent news that speaks to everything that we've just gone through and it's it's oh a bit God. scary folks okay so i oh. highly recommend coming jump on our patreon come on over come over to the dark side hearing we'll the see you articles. there soon kate do we know what we're talking about next week or is it a surprise we don't yeah. it's a surprise for me as much as it is for you <laughs> You'll be inspired by this. What did I wrote down? I wrote down uh, Hoover Dam, uh, Deepwater Horizon, oil rigs, um, and then I did my signature a whole bunch of times because I had to sign an online document, so I <laughs> had to do some signatures. So that's my. this is my comprehensive notes <laughs> of episode ideas, and I will come up with something flashy, no doubt. <laughs> okay, folks, well, stay safe and... Enjoy yep. your mushroom dinner. Absolutely. All right. Mwah, mwah, love you guys. Bye bye. Oh, I need some more wine. Okay. I'll be right back. Go get some. <laughs> <wine>. okay. <laughs> That's a wrap. Big shout out to everyone for tuning in to Shit and Bricks. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. Plus, you can find extra little nuggets on our socials. Next week, we'll be back talking more shit, so do not forget to tune in. And remember to wipe, flush, and wash your hands. Goodbye. Goodbye.